0: of a stone. It was in May half term that I found a window from teaching. To find that stone, I would venture to the northeast of Scotland, and so I headed north until I reached the town of Inch. Yet I had no map. When I asked where I might find one, the two women in the chemists looked to each other. They could have been twins. Both had short grey hair and glasses. Their faces were round and friendly. Had I tried the DIY store? I had. What about the post office? I had tried that too. They smiled. Hm. they both said. Then one spoke. What about the garden centre just down the road? They might have one. Aye, they might, echoed the other. The day was grey. I walked to the edge of the town where a new housing estate was rising from the earth and then for two miles more along the B992, skipping from the tarmac of the road to the grassy bank each minute or so as a car whooshed past. A buzzard circled above. In a copse of spruce trees, an incessant mewing told of young buzzard chicks. I continued to dodge the sporadic traffic and soon reached the A96, with the choice to walk north to Inverness or south back to Aberdeen. Instead, I turned down the slip road to the Kelloch Bank Country Emporium. The ladies from the chemist were right, by the bars of chocolate and racks of magazines lay just what I wanted Ordnance Survey Explorer Maps 420 and 421. There I stood. I'd travelled some 500 miles to this windswept place in northern Scotland, beside an A road some 20 miles northeast of Aberdeen. I was there to see a stone, a standing stone, a stone that held a story. The only problem was that there was a locked gate between me and the stone, and I didn't have a key. The tail of that stone had been lodged for years, tucked away. Every once in a while, the knowledge would work its way to the surface of my thoughts. Then I would find a way to tell the tale. There's a stone in Scotland, the story would begin. About a year ago, I'd found myself in the rare books reading room of the British Library in London, Sometime in the afternoon of a warm day in May, rather drifting away from the research I was meant to be undertaking on an explorer of the Arabian desert, thoughts of that stone had arrived unexpectedly in my mind. i had ordered up some books on what I remembered was called the Newton Stone. The facts were simple. The Newton Stone was a block of granite, or rather blue gneiss, something over six feet from top to toe, on which there are carved, two inscriptions. One is in Ogham script, a Celtic writing system that appears as a series of scratch-like marks torn into the side of the stone. A second, more prominent script is engraved into the face of the stone, consisting of six roughly horizontal lines of writing. Each line consists of some form of exotic lettering from an ancient language, a series of swirls, curves and curlicues carved into the surface of this mass of granite. What those letters say remains a mystery. That text has yet to be deciphered. It seemed unbelievable that there could be a piece of written script sat on British soil that no one in the world could understand. There, in that hub of all-known knowledge, in London, in the British Library... I gazed incredulous that those simple lines of script before me held a message which all our centuries of collective study had been unable to fathom. A week on, I sat at home in my study. The Royal Commission on Ancient and Historical Monuments of Scotland website simply stated that the Ogham-inscribed stone, the Newton stone, is of blue gneiss, 2.03 metres by 0.5 0.5 metres, and bears at the top six horizontal lines of characters and an Ogam inscription down the left angle and lower front of the stone. No indication of mystery there. A second monument, that sits alongside the Newton stone, was described as a Pictish symbol stone. The stones were in the garden of Newton House, some twenty miles northwest of Aberdeen. I rang Historic Scotland. We can't give out owner details, said the woman from the scheduling department. She suggested I try calling the post office in the nearest village. So I rang Old Rain Post Office and an elderly lady with a soft Scottish accent answered. I'm afraid we're not a post office anymore, she said. She suggested I rang the old schoolhouse. I did. Another softly spoken voice told me to try.